listen and subscribe to The Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Remember back to Blurred Lines. This is your man Cam. With me as always is... This is Josh, <laughs> or a.k.a. Mr. Joshua. <laughs> as well as... And the mad scientist himself is D. What's up, everybody? And we are here talking about the Oscars that just passed on Sunday. It's like, actually, we're talking about everything everywhere all at once, because that's more important. <laughs> um, and also, you know, that movie is based on a true story. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, we, all, we all mostly watched. I actually watched the full Oscars from start to finish. Surprising. It's my first time probably in. So did I. 10 years, Josh did too. D intermittently hopped in and out. I watched no, the first hour. No, 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 no. You 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 watched the whole show. Both of you guys watched the whole show. I yeah. Cam was right. It was intermittent, but I watched the first hour and 30, not hour and maybe hour and 15. No, just the first hour. And and then I cut out, but and then just kind of, you know, watch something else. I mean, and, and, for the, and for the audience, why that's relevant is because we constantly rag the Oscars. If we don't watch, usually it's usually terrible when we do watch. And, you know, as people who have worked in the industry, it's just usually there's an agenda of some sort or, you know, or, you know, the, the darling of the of the day and just it, it, it just ends up being bad. And it just stands out that we watch any of it at all for any consistent time of uh, stretch of time because it wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I actually was like, I actually, my, one of my friends, he was, uh, he actually made a, a, a watch party and he wasn't going to do it. And he was, cause he's just been entertaining a lot of people lately. And, was, and I told him like, yo man, it's actually not bad to watch it. You know, there's a bunch of Asian people are uh, up for, uh, for wars my friends are asian they're like all rooting for it so i'm like this will be cool so we ended up doing it uh josh i brought them some uh jerk chicken from peppas they they loved it it was a hit <laughs> they were like this is the best jerk chicken i've had in my entire life now i'm like hey you know I, you know i got to i got to pass on the goodness from my from people that taught me to you guys um but um but yeah it was cool i think I was I gave them a I give the Oscars a lot of credit. It felt um the flow was actually pretty good. You know, Jimmy Kimmel, he came in, did his slap jokes, got, got out. He didn't linger as for a very long time. They uh they doubled mm-hmm. up on a lot of the nominations. You know, two people came out, they did two nominations at a time. I thought that was smart, just kind of keeps the flow on. I think people in general, like, you know, there was a lot of interesting speeches that actually were actually pretty cool like i like that there was a couple funny ones of people that were kind of just oh the other thing i was gonna say uh anyone irish that got to speak was awesome (laughs) true because they're always awesome i thought the funniest one of the funniest moments was uh hugh grant and uh and uh andy Andy mcdonald oh yeah that was that was so great so good yeah just like yeah let's get this over with Yep. But he just like how he's like, man, look how good she looks. And I'm like, he said, he said, I look like scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> um, or like, yeah, or they, they sing happy birthday to, um, to one of the cast members of one of the shorts. And um, mm-hmm. also I like that, you know, and also it's funny because the, um, one of my friends that actually does you know, make a point to watch all the best uh, movie nominees had had actually hadn't seen a lot of them. And same mm-hmm. with me. And I actually really wanted to see the um, Banshees of the Ishrin. Is that what it was called? Is that how you pronounce it? With yes. uh, Colin Farrell? I yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I believe it's Banshees of <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I like that. That was, you know, um, they were up for a bunch of awards. And we were talking about it, too, because All Quiet on the Western Front – you know, we have a war movie. War movies usually get awards or they get nominated for like everything because it's a war movie. It's kind of like what it is. And, you know, uh, I've I've watched it. I've read the book back in high school like we all have at some point. Um, and so, I mean, it looks like I said, it looks amazing. But at the same time, it's also just a, a quote, unquote, another war movie kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, that's still in scope. War movies, boy. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Mm-hmm. They love their war movies, um, and then we can, you know, we can. Let's get, I have no idea why. Mm. 
So never watched that actually. What was the other one? 1918 or 1919 or something? So that was last year, I think it was 1917. Oh, 1917. Yeah. And then I think the year before that, no, not the year before that, a few years before that was Dunkirk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but oh you know, you know, we'll we'll start off with the quote unquote uh Angela Bassett not winning. How do you guys feel about that? Was it justified? Was it not? We I, I mean I know how we all feel, but we should like <laughs> well on a personal level, of course you wanted her to win, but you know, uh I, it's one of those things where I think D'Angelo capsulizes it perfectly, and this is probably gonna make it a lot a much shorter topic for us because D'Angelo is about to repeat what I'm what I'm about to say because I got it from him. Um, these things are generally reserved for uh, for prestige format films, and so as dope as 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 Wakanda Forever was, and as brilliant as she was in it, that film doesn't fit the standard for what they give out those awards for. So she, you know, that 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 her performance stood out as much as it did to even garner a nomination, despite the fact that it doesn't fit that prestige format, is a big deal. But yeah, and I hate to break it to people, but she was never gonna win that that it, it just that's not how the Oscars work. I don't mean that she didn't earn it. I don't mean that she didn't put in work. I don't mean that Auntie didn't do her thing like that. She gave a brilliant performance. However, the way that the Oscars are set up, it's just not set up to 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 accommodate those ki- those types of movies. So the fact that it got it, like I said before, like the fact that it got a nod is a big deal in and of itself. But mm. she was never going to win that award. I, I I feel funny saying that, but it's the truth. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean. Um... And I won't repeat that because you've said it well enough. And I, I think the um, the big issue, and to be fair, the Oscars don't always hit the mark. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why it you have such an outrage when you see a performance like what she gave in Wakanda Forever. And to be fair, I I personally didn't think that the performance was anything other than what it was in terms of you know, just being an outspoken queen and in this sort of fictional world, I didn't, I didn't see anything that suggested I've seen more powerful and more moving performances from Angela Bassett. And that's a frustrating part of it too, because she probably should have been nominated several times over for uh, when she was in, in more prestige uh, cinema reaching prestige reaching prestige reaching cinema but now but for Wakanda forever that's a genre film it's a blockbuster it's 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 all these things that and to be fair that movie was okay but it was mediocre at best in terms of a sequel and and this superhero movie so it's unfortunate that she got clumped in under and nominated for that as opposed to something something that was well more worthy of her caliber of 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 an actor you know not to no disrespect to the character of queen ramonda but i've seen I, again i think she's she's done more brilliant performances than than that so it's a, it's a kind of misfire on on many you know, for many reasons you know i saw people uh, angry about Jamie Lee Curtis winning and you had, you know, two Asian women and, and a black woman in the category. And again, it's okay to, it's, I guess it's cool to think that way, but to me that diminishes Jamie Lee Curtis as an individual actor, you know, like she's, she, Mm -hmm. she may be a white woman, but she didn't, not she put on a great performance in everything everywhere all at once um mm-hmm. and so it's it's unfair to say that i think that angela bassett was cheated as much as angela bassett was grouped into was nominated for something that probably as Josh said didn't have a shot at winning to begin with and that 
she isn't recognized or hasn't been recognized for her past great work. But regardless of all that, <clears throat> regardless of whether she got the statue or not, she still did gave a, a, an amazing performance. She's still one of the best actresses of all time. And that doesn't not having having that trophy or not having that trophy doesn't change that. Yeah, I think if she would have won for this, it would have been clumped into the same category as Denzel for Training Day, as, yeah, uh, sure. as Pacino for Ascent of a Woman, for all the all the make goods that the Oscars do over the years. Like, hey, we know we should have gave you stuff for when you, all the shit you really did that was dope, but we'll give it to you for something that's like less than, but then everyone will be like, whatever. And also, to be fair, everyone that got nominated in that, in that category was, did a fucking phenomenal job. Yeah, it was a it was a tough category. I mean, every all of the even the the scenes that were shown, you know, it's like I didn't even know that Carrie Condon had gotten a nomination. I didn't know she was in that film. And most people don't know that's the voice of Friday of uh yeah. of um Tony Stark's AI in the yep. uh in the Mar- Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe. And you know, also was in Better Call Saul as as uh, Mike's um, um, daughter-in-law. So, you know, it was it was a, it was interesting to see. Um, and I forget the the other actress's name, the one that played the villain in Watchmen, but she had a, the the not. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Hong Chow for uh, yeah the whale. yeah in the whale. Yeah, I didn't know she was in that, and she is a brilliant actress. I've seen She's she awesome. was in the menu as well, um, and. Um, so it was a tough category, but yeah. yeah, everything again, everything everywhere all at once is one of those cinematic gems that comes along once every decade where every aspect of that film fired on all cylinders. I mean, there's no coincidence that, you know, the director won both for original screenplay and best director, you know, because yeah. that, that's just how good that how great that film is. Yeah, so, exactly. And I oh, go ahead. So this begs the question, two prong question. Uh, do you see a point? Do either of you see a point where uh, genre cinema will be an Academy Award winner, and should that be? You know, it's interesting because wow. Jamie Lee shouted out genre cinema, and I and I I'm glad yep. she did. Yep, I love That's genre. Her whole, literally, her whole career. Yeah, we are, and we all mm-hmm. love genre cinema. Everybody does. It's it's most what most movie making is. It's genre cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it'll happen in the way that that will be overwhelming. I think there will be genre movies that will slip in every now and then, and that will be how it's going to be. You might have a year where there's more mm-hmm. than one, and that's one of those. Uh, where all the stars align in the astronomical event. But, you know, look at some of the past things that can be considered genre movies. They sort of broke the genre. They kind of reinvented it a bit. You know, mm-hmm. The Dark Knight, uh, The Exorcist, um, things like that, you know, which in any other case, The Dark Knight is a superhero film. But yeah. you cannot easily categorize the dark knight as just a superhero film so heath ledger's win for that and obviously that was posthumous as well but all the other oscars that that film won in the technical categories and the nomination for the the script you know that was again one of those astronomical situations where here's a genre film that is so high end on the cinema spectrum that it surpasses being a genre film. And that's, I think what it always come down to is once it, when it's there on the stage, something about it has surpassed genre film. And you can say that about Angela Bassett's performance. It surpassed what is expected for genre film and in the performance Mm. in the genre film. So no, I don't think it'll ever be a case where the Oscars will be flooded with with um all these films that are set in one genre like a comedy the best comedy award or anything like that no i I think there will be things that slip through again because they're just that great 
Yeah. And I think also too, you know, the same with um, when you were talking about animators as well, right? So in the last 10 years, you've seen these animated films that finally cross over to just being really good films. Right. So that's the other aspect of it too, where like, I guess that it would be a quote unquote genre film as well. But I think as we start to get things over time, we'll start to add that in there where like, it won't be a surprise that a, a, a an animated film becomes a best picture uh, nomination or something to that aspect. And right. That's, and, that's the part. And to your point, well, with animated, the reason there's a category, because animated is a mode of, of film. Filmmaking. Yep. So it's not, it's not a genre, just like drama is not really a genre. It's a mode of filmmaking. That's why you have best, Mm. something something in a outstanding in a drama because horror can be a drama last of us is a drama but the it operates under horror and mm. and things like that right. you know that's a tv series but you know drama is a mode just like comedy is technically a mode but over the years it's now a, pretty much a genre at this point um but so, you know, operating and, and so that's the reason why animation is there. But will horror be there? Will uh, romantic rom-com be there? Will no, I don't think so. Because the best of cinema includes these things anyway. And then they, and it uses it in a way that is different, that transcends the genre itself. No, that that's makes the sense. Worst of genre, you think? Yeah, subversive. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense because I mean, you're right. Like, mm-hmm. now, are we ever going to see a rom com be uh be a best picture nominee or like you know, um, they all, everyone always tries to use a like a superhero film as a as the best, which no, doesn't make any sense. But I think you're right. I think that's the most interesting to me, and I think you know, everywhere all um everywhere everything all at once did a good job of like you said subverting the genre the quote-unquote genre stuff but then also just telling a really good story with compared characters and on top of that with amazing performances yeah it's swept swept and it's like yeah actually and strong really relevant (laughs) relevant themes across Mm, the board awesome yep you know, it's yeah, it, and I mean, it, at its core, it's a science fiction film. You know, don't yes. get it twisted. Absolutely. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's it, it, but it turns the genre on its head because there are dramatic notes, there are co- there are comedic notes. Uh, there, there's action. There's a. I mean, you get Michelle Yeoh in a film, you're gonna have more likely than not at least one action sequence. Um, and that action sequence was bloody phenomenal it is exactly up her alley like it and and you know she she in an interview i saw with her she said that she loved the role because it took advantage of literally every skill that she's developed as an actor yeah. throughout her career and you see that yeah you see that bear fruit in literally every scene that she's in and every yeah. time period that she that the character inhabits in every different version of evelyn yeah. You see that yeah from her from her abilities as a as a martial artist to her brilliant comedic timing like it's it's just it's Michelle Yao on on display for like just for people who followed her career it's just like this is no surprise like this is yeah. new that yeah. this this is where and it it just seemed like such a great capsizing to an amazing performer who has done literally almost everything you know mm-hmm. could you imagine that she would be on she's just in star trek discovery and now she's like winning she's an Oscar winner, <laughs> you know, like, i know you know. dude paramount paramount the price has now gone up yeah i was like you know it's funny how suddenly that <sighs> section 31 show that they were talking about Magically, just pops back up in the news uh, after she gets nominated for an Oscar and a price, Golden Globe. Yesterday's and price. Boy, is that show's going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, they they go they go pay for that one one hundred percent. Oh, they definitely are. They should have locked that in before she got her Oscar. Yeah, well, her and I think also, like, hey, fellas. <laughs> well, and then I think also too, it's like it was kind of much like with. Um, when uh, Tony Leung was in um, 
uh, in Shang-Chi. And like, he is a fucking dope ass actor, Chinese film yes, cinema, yeah. Hong Kong for many, many years, uh, yeah. literally superstar. Like, it's not even a, like a question. And so on one end, it's kind of like, oh man, you're in Shang-Chi. But the other end, I'm like, oh dude, you're in Shang-Chi. Now a wider mm-hmm. audience will now know that you are super dope and the smarter ones will go look you up and then find out that there's a treasure trove of movies that you can now see her uh, see him in and same thing with michelle yo where it's like yo if you go back to her like her early 90s stuff where she's like whooping everyone's what? ass <laughs> and she's yes. like there, there was like i forgot which uh man, i gotta remember what the name it is but it's her and two other women and there's them three basically fighting and so it is all, it's just it's like 91 or 92 but she does all her own stunts and there's like you know bazillion's a bad guy it's like every Basically every like you know trope that Jackie Chan has done over the his course of career, she's ours has done as well. Are probably she's done it like ten times over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, she and then you know, uh, it was uh, very cool to see. I always call him Data to see Data <laughs> to see Data get get his put some respect his. on his name. I call him Short Round personally, but that's just me. <laughs> but Ki oh. Hee Kwang, yeah, he. Uh, it was dope to see. I like. I like to see. I think the other thing about the Oscars that is cool is when you see people genuinely excited and genuinely honored at this at that mm-hmm. level and i think that's something that makes it kind of cool and also as it actually makes it wild why it's there you know like when jamie lee curtis won mm-hmm. she was genuinely surprised she did not yeah he did not think that she was going to win she you could see it on her face she like yelped <laughs> she was jumping on stage and you know again mm-hmm. for a, a quote-unquote genre actress to win an oscar that's like crazy in in the yeah. her year maybe 50 almost something like that Oh yeah, so, and 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 yeah, even yeah. her shout out to her parents. Um, yep. Um, Tony Curtis and uh, Janet Lee. You know they they were Hollywood icons, legends. You know they mm-hmm. they they, but neither of them won Oscars. You know so yeah. it's and and Janet Lee was a was a was a genre actress and and um, you know her most famous. Thing was being stabbed by Norman Bates in in uh, yep. in uh, Psycho. So, um, yeah. So it, it's it's interesting because you that's where for the for people who kind of follow have followed um, these characters, stories, these figures who have been in all of these movies, because I think that's what was very amazing about everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, is that it brought together so many uh, veteran actors who um, had never been in in films together before. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least shout most to, of them. Shout out to Lopan. and and so that that was that that was cool you know it's 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 one it's again a film that's going to be talked about studied you know josh brought up that it's science fiction but it's science fiction that uses a human narrative um to express the science you know and i think that's what what made it uh such a because at the end of the day it's a story about uh, a hardworking, um, probably works too much, uh, uh, Asian American mother, immigrant woman, immigrant and immigrant woman who uh, who's struggling to keep everything together, but also trying to maintain her identity. Trying, you know, she has a a, a, a daughter who and a, and a daughter who's who's uh, depressed, you know, and and so that entire storyline almost even though it was literal it was also very metaphoric yeah and there were themes flying all over the place man there's mother-daughter themes there's uh father-daughter themes from her to her from from evelyn to her father from evelyn to her daughter uh evelyn to her husband like there was a different theme for every interaction that she had evelyn to jamie lee curtis's character like there was just themes flying all over the place yeah uh that just made it and it made you invest in her character and the different arcs that her character took in each time period. Did they award at the Oscars, uh, at the edit, who won for best editing? Oh, for editing? Yeah. I think they did actually. I would hope they did. Cause that I want to say the answer right. is yes. 
Yes, and an editor friend of ours, an editor friend of ours, um, uh, D'Angelo, watched the movie the day, the night before, um, and he just would not stop talking about how well edited it was. <laughs> and you know, editors, editors hate everything. But oh, this yeah. dude, he went in. He was just like, dude, it just, it's just flawless. Hold on, I've never seen everything that they didn't edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the That's thing you always hear. So to hear and to hear a died in the wool, this is like a veteran editor that we both know. Um and and he just went in on how flawlessly edited this thing was and just, you know, there was no wasted screen time and things hung the way that they were supposed to and sort of uh 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 occupied the screen just long enough to hold your attention and yeah. and build things and sort of transition from one place to the next. Yeah. All the things that a good edit for a dramatic, uh, for a dramatic piece, and something that's not just drama, I think is the thing that heightens it. But for a dramatic piece, the, the all the things that a dramatic piece is supposed to do, yeah. Ah, and if and can't if say he, enough about that movie, man. And if he said it because it's again like editors, they they know, and then they and with that film, like you just because you follow the editing as much as you're following. Um, whether you know it, if you're like us, who's worked in the industry and you kind of know, or if you're just kind of uh, subconsciously, you're you're paying attention to the beat of the the story beat mm-hmm. of the, the rhythm yeah. and the rhythm of the of the of the editing, and it's just amazing in in uh, in that in that film. So yeah, I'm not surprised. That's why I asked because I'm like it, they had to win best editing. Yeah. No, so were there any other were there any other uh wins that you were like, thumbs up, that's perfect. That that should have won. Well, to be honest, I I haven't seen enough of the other films to to say whether or not they didn't deserve to they did or didn't deserve to win what they won. So for example, mm-hmm. all quiet on the Western Front. I don't know. If if the in all the categories that they won, if that was justified, honestly, I think they won best cinematography. I'd be curious to see the film and see if if that stands out any more than in the last war films cinematography. Be um, um, other than that, I, I saw BTS for I, I saw a behind the scenes thing for for All's Quiet and Western Front. Based on what I saw. I could see it being at least nominated. Well, I personally would have gone. I'm I'm biased. I would have gone with Top Gun because what they did to make that film work, uh, and what and how they filmed that movie, IMAX IMAX cameras in the cockpit, and then you know when it's seamless. Like you can't tell what's what was uh what was done in a green screen room and what was done actually in the fighter cockpit and and it's both you yeah. know elizabeth banks made a joke about how you know T- tom cruise actually did fly a plane in his movie yeah he really did like he was actually flying at 15 in, in his in his flick so yeah. you know same person well i would yeah, say he, um i would yeah, say he, uh, it's it's kind of he always does the little insane things like that <laughs> Well, I was going to say for um, uh, one, because I hang out with Josh, I pay attention to sound editing jokes. Thank you, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought the sound editing joke was actually pretty funny. But um, uh, Top Gun won for sound editing and um, and it beats out the Batman, which honestly, I can kind of lead into being okay with being Top Gun being because when we we watched Mm -hmm. it. In the theater with the freaking best sound in New York City and every roar of the engine, we're like, whoa. <laughs> but yeah, Batman take off with was awful, was awful. in your chest. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, yeah. The one thing that I kind of, I'm kind of glad uh, that didn't win stuff, uh, even though I, you know, you never want to say that, but Elvis, I'm so glad it didn't win anything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, and I actually like Austin hey, Butler. I, I rock with him. He was on uh, shout out to Shannara Chronicles on MTV later on, uh, whatever the other thing he got shelved to. But like, yeah, I'm just like, I don't, uh, and you know, and that's not even like, I actually have a, I've read more about Elvis and there's a lot of things that are actually quite interesting in his backstory. 
But just in general, it's just like, oh man, do we need another biopic about yeah. whatever white person that's going to win a bunch of Oscars? We I don't think not. we do. We do not. We don't. We just don't. No. Man. <laughs> just, well, just also, don't. biopics are low-hanging fruit. I, I can't really, I don't, that's one of those things that if you want to look for the closest thing that that um, Oscar, the Oscars have embraced in terms of genres is is the biopic film. Oh yeah, totally. like that. Those films get nominated like like nothing. <laughs> like it's like you just put transform somebody into some other some one some one famous person to another famous person from 30, 40 years ago, and it's Oscar gold. Yeah, exactly. And basically, it's and, and and you know, not to take anything away from uh, Brendan Fraser, but like pretty much, if you're a white man and you have to put on a bunch of makeup, you're gonna win an Oscar or at least get nominated. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as you're a white dude and you're putting a bunch of makeup on or some type of craziness, prosthetics or something like that, you're gonna you're gonna get nominated at the very least. Happened with Bale when he was doing um, uh, what's the crazy old white dude that was George Bush's uh. Oh, uh, Vice, Vice. Yep, Vice. And then it was uh, Gary Oldman uh, as well, but Gary Oldman, not to take away from it, it was also super dope. But it's it's almost like a trope where it's like, oh, old white guy, bunch of makeup, okay, you're going to get nominated for an Oscar. And yeah. So, uh, so kind of gets that. Daniel, like, Daniel Day Lewis, Lincoln. Daniel Lewis, Lincoln. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying the pattern is there, dude. White guy, <laughs> bunch Lewis, of makeup, prosthetic. Every 10 years, Daniel Day Lewis in his once every 10 years film. That yeah. guarantees him an Oscar. One hundred percent. He only comes out of his crypt to freaking uh, do Oscar movies, and that's it. To be fair, Amazing. there will be blood. Might be the la- one of the the other examples of of similar to to in terms of cinema to mm-hmm. uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. In terms of just being that great, all up and down, you know, from top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. That's definitely true. And it's like, that, it was like winning everything and like it everything that it won and it won quite a few awards, you were like, okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, mm-hmm. that's the I would that's the one thing I would say overall to bring this to to more of a close is like I would say this Oscars from the stuff that was that did win are all things that I felt like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I think the only maybe maybe hiccup was the uh, best animated feature where uh, as much as I love Guillermo del Toro, like Pinocchio was, wasn't really that great. It was dope. To I was look at. You. Yeah, I watched what, that. What, what do you figure? What do you, uh, I know you probably saw most of them. What, is, what do you think that as an animator, the films? Uh, they probably, exactly yeah, they, they probably <laughs> aired one of them worth, worth watching. Um, the piece is actually really dope. It centers on a, um, a young black girl and it's kind of, it's actually pretty dope. So it's something different that you've never seen before. Um, Turning Red as well mm-hmm. as the other one that uh, Disney did and it was made by a bunch of Asian women and a bunch of like, other stuff. It got everybody and their mama Turning loves that. I think. So much fun. Yeah. So, and I think it was like the main lead technical director was like a lesbian woman or something like that. So there was a bunch of like first basically for it. Um, apparently mm-hmm. Puss in Boots is super dope I've never watched it but I keep hearing it more and more from random people that don't watch these types of things so I gotta check it just cause I wanna check it um, but yeah I think like Pinocchio actually was probably the worst on this list and that may kind of probably got got the nod more from Gail Toro and have being stop motion because stop motion is a fucking beast and that's just what it is. Mm, yeah. Um so I think technical feat probably was the reason why I got it one as opposed to actually being like good. How many um, Oscars does Guillermo del Toro have both man, himself and adjacently? Maybe <laughs> like I think four? Yeah, four. Yeah. Because like he got one yes uh last no, what was that? Uh Sunday night. Um he got one Sunday and he's definitely got, he's definitely won at least he won for the shape of water. I know that that was yep, one yes. of the, the ones that he had been nominated before for like Pan's Labyrinth, but I don't think he mm-hmm. won Pan's Labyrinth though. He might've won. He's I won. He won technical awards with like production design or something. Okay. Yeah. I know he's got at Jason, least one yeah. Oscar for best director. One for mm-hmm. writing, and I and now I think just with the Pinocchio, that that would be one for. Uh, did he? What did he do on that? That was 
production. Art. Yeah, it was like it was basically like his concept and then production. Like him and his producer basically brought it across the the finish line essentially. But the, um, because it's that solitary category, everybody gets the gets. The yeah, exactly. Small exactly. category. So yeah, so he's got a, you're right, at least three or four. Um, and then all right, so then let's bring it home. Um, I'll, I'll let's do final words. D, uh, what's your final word on the Oscars? Just in general, since this is one of the first ones we actually like paid attention to. <laughs> well, my final word is that the Oscars continue to be <laughs> to be a controversial subject, and hopefully, it gets back to just being. I think last night. I mean. The, Last night, the Oscar night was closer to being back to about cinema than I've seen it in a long time. And I appreciated that. And so hopefully going forward, they they replicate what they did because it wasn't a long show. It wasn't too convoluted. And um, I thought the right most of the right category the right um uh films were awarded the right category but i'm really interested in seeing a lot of the stuff that's on that list so um you know it was it was okay i mean i'm not gonna i don't want to talk up the oscars because i I still it's still on my (laughs) bad list you know i don't like any of the award shows but uh it was good to see uh the film that I thought was the best film in the last five years, take home the, all those awards. Mm, nice. Um, Josh. Um, I think it was cool like, uh, to reiterate what uh, D just said, you know, it was cool to see the right films, get the right awards for change. Um, uh, I, I, I hearken back to what I believe, or at least what i perceive as the beginning of the Oscars sort of latching on to something and then sort of running with it. Well, uh, at the year that Slumdog Millionaire won, it ran away with awards it should not have won because mm-hmm. they decided that the theme and the agenda for that year was we're gonna we're embracing foreign films, see? And it like it won for best audio. I saw that thing in a good theater. It was up against, I forget what the other films were, and I'm not going to look now because it's going to make me mad. But <laughs> um, it, it just, it, it, it won, like, it won Best Audio. That thing did not have, it not only did it, should it not have been nominated, not, not only should it have not won uh, Best Audio, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Sound Recording, it shouldn't even been nominated. Like, it wasn't mm. good. It wasn't good at all. And there were other films like uh, genre films that should have won. You know, I, I, I want to say Dark Knight was one of those films. The, the sound in that movie was brilliant. So yeah, it should have won. Um, but you know, eh, I, I guess the, I don't. I don't want to go so far as to say they've come a long way and they don't do that. You know that they, that that they did what they did this year. Hopefully, is a sign of things to come. Um, I think the Oscars can be aspirational. I think it's something that you should, you know, in a, in a, in a sea of films that come out every year, I think it could be aspirational and it should be aspirational. It should be something that you want to see, you know, you, you should, especially working in the industry, we should be able to get excited about the Oscars and, you know, we've seen films, we know what it takes to make film and television, you know, so to and we look at it with a certain eye. And so knowing that, like what we were talking about with 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 our editor friend, there's a certain way you can't shut off your brain. Like Cam is a, is a designer. He cannot shut that part of his brain off when he watches certain things. I can't turn my brain off when I'm listening to a, when I'm listening to audio for a film. I just can't. But when it's when it's transcendent you almost don't, it, it's, it just pushes through to the other side of not paying attention. And so I think the Oscars on a whole could, could aspire to be that thing where it's like, we can bank on the right films getting nominated and the right actors and actresses getting the right awards and the right technical awards being given out. I think that's something they could aspire towards. And if they're going to do that, I will watch next year and the year after that. 
Um, and I would like to, but I enjoyed what I genuinely, we were all shocked watching the Oscar. We were texting each other like, this is really enjoyable. Wow. Well, and, and you know what? You had said earlier that you were glad. Who You said, you both of you guys, or one of you said you were glad that Elvis didn't win. I was glad that Avatar, The Way of the Water, didn't walk away. <laughs> we knew that was a good best picture. We do. I, didn't I I was like just glad that it was it barely won what it won something right. Uh, I think it's probably visual special effects, effects right? visual effects. It, it won, yeah, it won for visual effects. Well, good. It That's about as only thing it should have won for. And in that case, they got it right again. But I'm so yeah. glad that that movie was ignored uh, uh, as the political pawn off that it was to put stick oh, that on, on the on the Oscars on the in the Oscar category because it, it was anyway you are it, you're right it was visually stunning but that's kind of it it was a not great film it was better than the first one by yeah I gotta I gotta I, I gotta check that out I got I mean that's something I want to check I would say for me uh <laughs> The most interesting to me was uh, I remember watching the trailer for Babylon and it looked like this big, fantastical, high budget, big star thing. And it fell hella flat. It got nominated for one or two things. And I didn't realize I was like, OK, how did this movie one fall flat to get that such a big a budget? And I was like, oh, it's the same director from La La Land. I had to check it up. But La La Land, uh... La La Land is literally one of, let me double check to make sure I'm doing it correctly, is one of three films with the most Oscar nominations of all time. And I still, to this day, do not understand. No reason. There is no reason, none, none whatsoever for that film to have won as many awards as it did. And I think that was the year that began my well no it wouldn't be the it, it started way before that but that was one of the years where i was like really like okay oscars is everything that i've always thought that i've been thinking it is for a long time which is it, it's just it, it's 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 nonsense it was a circle joke <laughs> it's just circle joke yeah especially that year and i actually saw la la land i don't remember why i was like you gotta be kidding me with this yeah, I, I've, this, I've never seen it. I've kind of wanted to, but then when I saw that it won like 14 nominations and like six awards and Dude, this and that, Emma Stone won the Oscar that year, didn't she? Yeah, Stone won it. I think Emma Stone won the best won. actress that year. Yep, and then yes. I also got it's a director and I think original screenplay, I think, if I'm not, not, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, but anyways, so I meant that all to say that I like that something like Everywhere, Everything, All at Once, a smaller film on a $14 million budget that only, only quote unquote, made 100 mil um, came through and smashed the Oscars with a bunch of brown people and Asian people <laughs> all they up on the stage. They, they filmed that movie in 38 days. I'm saying so. And I, I know, I know, I know how that's science, possible. And it's a science-based film because mm-hmm. all, all that multiverse theory is not something they just made up. Yep, exactly. So I like that you know, a, like small film done well with an amazing cast and a great original script that can come through and sweep and do some and do some some big big things. Um, I still feel like I should watch La La Land because I'm just curious. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no. Uh, man. Also, fun, also, fun fact: the director of La La Land also did Whiplash. Well, Whiplash was okay. That that was was a, a good film, but yes, it was. But yeah, La La Land. I don't. I haven't seen mm. that. I just, I just didn't understand how it won something else. Maybe I should watch it. So, yeah, I will get no. some text. <laughs> no, I, I said maybe. You know, you know I said why? Maybe, but you know, no, you know why? No, 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 <laughs> no. You know why? Because I'm the one who's going to have to hear about you. I'm the one who's going to have to get the text messages when you watch that thing. You're like, what is this garbage? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, no. That's right. I, no, will, no, I definitely meant to Josh, man. I, I tell no, I, man. I'm like, man, what is this? What is this? 
and, and I'm gonna be the one, and I'm, I'm telling you now, just don't, don't do it. Especially when Josh it. recommends it. If he recommended it, I let him have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Um, mm-hmm. That and uh, the other last of the final word was uh, I would like to say whoever was dressing the uh, Oscars was killing it because ninety percent of every lady that was on that stage was looking straight up. From old to young, everyone has some awesome dresses from uh, from the fashionable yes. aspect of it, and it was pretty dope on top of that. Other other slight thing I would say is uh, on Black Twitter was roasting Jonathan Majors for his Franklin Douglas-inspired suit. Once again, never happy. They're never happy, dude. Like, can't it looked dope. You. I thought it was dope. Can't it was nowhere, man. Same. You can't take black Twitter nowhere. It satisfied black people. Nope, at all, at all. Um, but yeah, that was. Thank you for rocking with us. Uh, we got on a lot of tangents, but we wanted to make sure we we ch- uh, tapped in on the Oscars. And uh, this is this is the blurred lines, and we are out. Peace later. So, all right, forty five. After that, later, Josh, I was like, nope, I ain't gonna spoil that. That that's like bo status later, right there. That's the perfect, <laughs> that's the perfect close off right there. Like, can't say nothing after that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's funny, funny, funny. The old Oscars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freaking yo, Salma Hayek looked amazing. Oh oh, like what? Her, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. I, I told people at the Oscar oh party, I was like, that's my, new white, that's my new white she-devil. And then one of the white girls started laughing. I was like, 100%. It used to be Khaleesi, but she has been dethroned. It is hey, now- no, 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 no. She's a white man. Wait a second. What do you mean it used to be Khaleesi? <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, well, he's talking pew. She look good. What? You should be crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I started waiting to cross paths with Kit Harrington so I can bust him up, man. <laughs> I don't disseminate nice. the fiction from the room. You killed her. <laughs> <laughs> like, you killed Khaleesi. Um, but yeah, pretty funny. But now, uh, Pugh is is that's she's a, a good looking white woman. Yes, sir. Uh, Babylon, actress. Babylon. There, the through line is it chronicles the rise and fall of multiple characters during Hollywood's transition from silent to sound films in the late 1920s. Mm. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, they've made I mean, so many of those films that chronicle that period. Nobody could. You know what? They nowadays white uh, filmmakers make those movies to to exclude people of color. But well, the- so that's, that was, that was, that was actually I was gonna, actually going to say that like supposedly this one had like there's a Chinese actress in it, there's black dude, Latino cat, da 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 da. So I'm like, ah. Oh, I don't know. At this point, that know. period of Hollywood has been so overly romanticized and yes. and made True. into and that it's like we get it. That was a different time. It was a great time because there was un, well, it was a great and bad time. It was a great time because it, it was terrible. No, I, I mean great for cinema. It was terrible for yeah. for humanity. People. Exactly. It was terrible terrible for humanity. I don't care about white people back then. No, it was black people. It was it was terrible. It was terrible. I'm not gonna dress it up, but that's what I'm saying. It's a fetishization of that of that period. Now, technically, there was a lot of great stuff coming out of that period. Like I said, it was great for cinema, but it wasn't great for for people of color. So to have people of color in there and 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 not showing how much they struggled in that industry to be in that industry it's disingenuous. is disingenuous. And that's yeah. why I don't generally watch it. That's why, and that's another reason I didn't flock to yeah. La La Land because it was like mm. those those periods of time. Music with a bunch of white people. Mm. Yeah, they romanticize. <laughs> it's like gone, uh, gone with the wind all over again. Happy Jackson. That movie is Lily White, boy. Yeah, I bet you. It, uh, Lily White. Side note, uh, Smart weaving is also in Babylon. <laughs> nah, see, I, 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 <laughs> nah, I ain't gonna listen. If I want to see her, and I just switched to go watch the babysitter. 
right? Hey, I actually but, like um, the babysitter. I watched both of them. Yeah, the, this is General Ortega is in General General Which is an exceptional film. Yeah, yeah. I, was I actually movie. know uh, the, one of my friends, one of my white buddies, was uh, instrumental in getting that made. He was working for the the the, the EP at the time. He actually uh, chose that script for them to do. They didn't want to do it at first. One of my oh, uh, uh, school buddies. The other thing I forgot to say, we forgot yeah. to mention, was uh, once again a twenty four out here freaking. Smashing I was just about to say that. I totally forgot about that because I was like, I thought about it right now. I was like, yo, A24 did everything all at once. They did Whale. They did a a couple of the um, documentary joints. Yeah. I think they produced one of the animated. I think they had something almost almost every category. A24 is like, look, this is what cinema is about. We're on the stage because we take a small budget and we Mm -hmm. focus in on the creative the creators and what they need in their vision. And it, these scripts are selective. They're selective about the stuff. They, they not trying to, you know, the reason that studio stuck in the way they, where they, where they are is because everybody's trying to, to catch up with, with Disney and Marvel and, mm-hmm. and, and, and Warner brothers and all that stuff It's like, nah, you can make a decent film. That's, that's, original and as long as you give it the kind of marketing and attention that it needs you know it'll be it'll be fine but they're they not taking no chances that's why i'd rather stick with a24s and all of those and small oh wow everything every didn't everything everywhere all at once is their highest grossing film didn't um a24 do macbeth and yep. macbeth last year Yep, I believe so. Yep. still haven't seen that. I need to jump on that. You reminded me about that. I I definitely got to see that. It's funny that they cast Frances McDormand as Lady Macbeth, though. Yes, mm, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, she, she's a great actress. Don't get me wrong, but that, that parent is just it's just odd <laughs> from yeah, optics from optics standpoint. <laughs> like, yeah. you gonna pick a, a older. Denzel age equivalent, you could have went with somebody else. Hell, Andy yeah. McDowell or like uh I don't know, somebody. Oh, Andy McDowell would have been great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was really good.